0: Shalom everybody, <clears throat> we're continuing with where we left off in Rav Nossin's discourse, Likutei Al-Achot, section Orachayim, the laws of the blessings of giving thanks, Berkat HaGomel, Berkat Hoda'a, Class Hoda'ah, uh, discourse number six, we're still in this paragraph number four, approximately one into this paragraph. Just before we continue, uh, where we left off yesterday about the Chalot Matzot, the first group of ten, Of the four groups of bread, types of bread, that came with the thanksgiving korban and the Beit HaMikdash. When a person had the obligation to give thanks to Hashem. So we said, we spoke about yesterday about challah. One more amazing point, which we didn't even mention at all, is that challah, which is the gematra, chet is eight, lamed is thirty, he is five, is exactly forty-three which is the measurement of how many eggs, 43 eggs is the weight of flour, before adding water or anything else, which is the requirement to take off truma, chala truma, right? Just uh, that's one point we didn't mention yesterday. Now Rav nosin is going to explain the second group of the four categories of bread brought to the with, to the, with the sacrifice of the korban todah. These are called reki But just to recap a little of the idea that Rabbi Nossam is going to go into from Lesson 24. In Lesson 24, Rabbi Nachman's concern is how to elevate the Shekhinah how to elevate the Divine Presence from the Exile, which also means how to get a person out of his sadness and depression by being Bismcha, which also means how to get out of all the difficult situations in life, which Rabbi Nachman calls Hechalat Morot, the exchange chambers where everything is exchanged, good is exchanged for evil, light with darkness, happiness with sorrow, you know, uh, delight with pain and, and suffering, Our goal is to get out of that. That's not the goal. That's the domain of the klipot. In this lesson, Rabbi Nachman mentions four stages. The initial stage is to extract the malchut of Hashem, which is the lowest of the ten Svirot, from amongst the, the 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 grasp of the evil forces, the evil husks called klipot. The next stage is to elevate malchut to the level of the legs. There are spherot, three spherot, which are associated with the legs. They're called Netzach, Hod, Yesod. These three spherot are associated with the legs because in a sense, they crush. Their, their job is to crush an, another stage of evil. In other words, it's, the initial stage is to remove Malchut from the Klippot. But the clipot keep on attacking. They make another attack. The next attack is to attack the energy level that just went up from Malchut that was going up to the level of the legs, which is the, uh, the three sphero directly above Malchut with Netzachot Yesod. When our energy is going to the area of the legs, which is walking, which in a spiritual sense, a person begins to walk the pathway to serve Hashem. He's walking to advance in life, to live a better life, to be a better person, a better Jew, etc. So he's under attack still. So now we need another level of, of, of strength to subdue this second level, the second stage of attack. This Rav Nosah is going to go into as it's associated to Rekikin. Just not to forget, all of this starts with being happy in doing mitzvot. At every stage, the happiness in the mitzvot elevates. It's the way out. You're faced with a tragic, shocking, traumatic situation. So now, or you can get caught up with it and fall into sadness and depression and worry and everything and fret and feel guilty and, oh my God, what am I going to do? And that just brings you down. Or you can take this situation, take the challenge and use it to pivot you upwards towards Hashem. This is where Rav Nachman teaching here. You can always turn to the Simchan doing mitzvah to get you out of the difficult ruts and situations that you're stuck in at every stage. And that's all hinted to in the beautiful masterpiece of Hashem's commandment of the, of the Korban Todah in its details. That's where Rav Nosson now is going into the second stage now of the breads called Rekikin. So he explains Rav Nosson Again, one-fifth into this paragraph number four. Rekikin The the, the type of bread called Rekikin. Rekikin would be best to compare to today like very fat, flat, thin matzot, what we eat is matzahs. The first group of bread was called chalot Matzot. They were called Matzot. Chala made out of matzah, meaning that it wasn't leavened, but it could be technically thick, up to a certain amount, of course, up to a certain degree. And they're thick to the extent that it could be considered a Chala. Rekikin are much thinner And they're thinner and crispier and harder because they're thinner. That's why they're called Rekikin. Rekikin means that they're literally smashed, if you want to say, pounded upon to make them super thin. That was the second group of ten breads brought with this Korban, Korban Todah. Rekikin, so Rav says, Bechinat, tikkun Netzach, Hod Yesod. They refer to the rectification activated by the thanksgiving, by the miracle of the thanksgiving, in the area, the realm of this three spherot called Netzach, which corresponds to the right leg, Hod, which corresponds to the left leg, and Yesod, which re- 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 corresponds to the reproductive organ, the Brit. Raglin, Kripot baraglin. They are called in the Kabbalah, these three sefirot, they're called the legs. And what is this? What do these breads correspond to? Directification of the legs, which is to subdue the evil forces whose stronghold is on the legs, as opposed to malchut, which is the kingship of God sunken deep into the earth, into the domain of evil, of the forces of evil in itself, Number stage, stage one extraction was to bring them out of that stage. Two now is to bring out bring out the legs from the from the stronghold of the klipot. Okay, so he says that the, the, the stronghold of the klipot at the level of the legs, like is hinted to in the book of Psalms, like it says in Psalms chapter forty nine, verse six. Avon He says, there, King David, the the iniquities." <clears throat> of my heels surround me. In other words, the, in- the iniquities which cause me to have enemies, which surround me on my heels, on my foot area, my leg area, they're surrounding me, etc. And I'm trying to get out of that. <speaking in Hebrew> they, these evil forces which are on the leg area, they want to overpower a person. <speaking in Hebrew> this is hinted to, get ready for this verse, from the book of Daniel. Chapter 7, verse 7, which is referring to the vision that Daniel had of the four malchuyot, the four kingdoms, represented in four types of wild creatures, wild animals. So this is in Aramaic, and we're going to translate it slowly. <speaking in Hebrew> we ate, <speaking in Hebrew> we did the translation, of my, my apologies, I can't give you the exact translation at the beginning of the verse. But he goes on to say, we were eating, in the the place that we ate, I saw in the visions of the night, in the dream, and was awakened, a fourth creature, and like awesome, panicky, a fearsome and panic-causing creature, very strong, Veshinain di and teeth out of metal of iron did it have. Ravrevan, many. Akhla, umadeka, umadeka, ushara, beragla rafsa. She was eating and grinding while eating with these metal iron teeth, very chewing and grinding very well. The 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 food item, the enemy, whatever was eating, and whatever was left over, right to Rafsa, and what was left from the it was eating that it didn't want to eat, she trampled with her legs. So of no sense pointing out that this is referring to the evil forces. They tried to attack a person with their fear, they try to swallow up and chew up a person, right? And his spirituality and the holiness. And what's left, he tramples upon. Tramples upon meaning there's no use for it, so they try to get rid of it with the legs. So if says this part of the verse is an indication of the evil forces which are on the leg area, they want to trample upon a person's holiness, a person's essence, to prevent him from advancing. Okay? The trampling of the evil side is to prevent the holiness of the legs to be extracted and to advance. This verse from Daniel is referring to the evil forces who attack you with the leg area. They use the legs and attack the, legs, the leg area. That's what he wants to say. Rav Nosen says, though, on the other hand, the tzadikim are the exact opposite of this. The tzadikim who represent Mashiach, they're the representation of Mashiach. And these tzaddikim represent Mashiach. Their quality is that they do. These people, they're called tzaddikim because they successfully do the mitzvot with joy. And they bring that success of their doing the mitzvot with joy. They brush it off and bring that merit to the rest of the Jewish nation. And they try to bring the rest of the Jews also to do this, to do mitzvot b'simcha as the way out of this fourth creature which Daniel saw from in his vision. These tzaddikim, or the concept of the Mashiach, they can subdue these fourth category of creatures envisioned, envisioned by Daniel. They can subdue them. And make them, Yahadekotem means to pound them, to make them super, super s- s- thin. Okay? Like it says there, in Daniel, another verse in an earlier chapter, chapter 2, verse 44. Tadek v'tasef kol vehi tekum le'al maya not bringing the whole verse. He's bringing pieces of the verse there. Okay? The first part, tadik v'tasef kol ilayn. The king—it's referring to—they're speaking about the kingship, the kingdom of the King of Mashiach. She, that kingdom, She will grind and wipe out all of these evil kingship kingdoms. These four the kingdoms, which is represented, the fourth one is represented in this vision of that of the creature we just mentioned from Daniel's uh, Daniel's vision in verse in chapter seven, verse seven, and at the end. The, king, the, kingship, the kingdom of, of Mashiach will be erected and standing. Takum is standing of the legs forever. So Rav Nosen saying that the kingship of Mashiach, which is referring to the kingdom of the Tzaddikim, were able to have the quality of Mashiach of extracting the malchut from the exile by doing the mitzvot with joy, they will succeed. And by doing that, they succeed in pounding, crushing with their legs, in other words, all of these evil kingdoms. And it stands, the, the idea of now standing and not being crushed forever. Rav nosen says now, <speaking> So we don't see yet the word Rekik in any of these verses we brought. Rav nosen shows how it's connected now. This hints to the second group of bread, which are called Rekikin, which the meaning is, Rav nosen says, <speaking> Like we said, they really, you know, when making them, of the roller pressing on the dough, they roll them super, super thin. V'zeh Rav Nosen says, the root for the word lehadek and rekikin are connected. He takes us to a verse in Shmuel Bet, Samuel 2, chapter 22, verse 43. Ketit chutzot adikem. There, King David is, is giving a praise to Hashem. In this chapter 22, verse 43, he says, Of my enemies, like teet, which is like muddy, uh, dried up earth, like the teet, the mud, the earth, the earth, the mud we, which is dried up, which is on the outskirts, I will pound them, adikem. Okay? He says the word adikem there, which is, like we said, mehadek, which is the term for flatten, flattening and pounding the dough to make it super thin, pounding with the legs also. So he says, Rav sin, as is brought down in books of Hebrew grammar, shehu b'machberet rakikin. the gra- grammatical root for the word rakik and lehadek are synonymous, as is brought down in the books of Torah grammar, by the scholars who write the, the meaning of the words. You have, for example, Minchachai, you have other, other, other explanations who bring explanations of the word. So you have Rekikin and Hadek are similar. So Rav Nosin comes to show that Rekikin and Hadek means, it's synonymous. So what applies here? To smashing with the feet, with the idea of Le'hadek Hadikem, right? Rav Nosef brought a clear verse from King David. Ketit <speaking in Hebrew> chutzot that I will grind them and smash them and pound them. Right? That's with the term, term lehadek. It's similar to rekik, which applies to bread, with food. You don't say lehadek necessarily for rekikin, because that's in the, the term of smashing and pounding when it comes to food items. Lehadek is with the legs pounding an enemy, smashing the enemy to the ground with the legs, like the verse from Daniel, the two verses from Daniel, and the verse here from Shmuel Bet. Rav Nosen says they're connected. One applies to food, fine. The other one applies to an enemy. But they're synonymous, as is brought down in grammatical books of of Torah, Dikduk, the grammar of Torah words. Okay? Valken, therefore... We now understand why it says regarding these ten loaves of Rekikin, these super thin matzot. It says in Vayikra, chapter 7, verse 12, They were anointed with oil. In other words, after making them flat, the Kohen would dip like a brush, or his finger even, in the olive oil. And spread it over these rekikin, these thin, thin, like thin crackers, these thin, super thin matzot. What's that? What's the meshuchim that they were like anointed? Why the term of meshuchim? That the Torah uses the term meshuchim bashamen, and not spread over another word like a limzog or to pour another another possible word to to use to express that they're covered with the olive oil but rather use the word Meshuach, which is similar to Mashiach. Mashiach is called Mashiach because he's the anointed one with the anointing oil, the anointed oil for the kings, and King Mashiach will be anointed also. So Rav points out, it's hinting to the verse from Daniel about those tzaddikim where are about to smash and crash and stamp upon the enemies. Like we said, right? The verse was, of the kingship of Mashiach, which is mentioned earlier in that chapter two of Daniel, will sta- crush the enemies and be and be firmly grounded and standing for eternal, for eternity. Okay, so that was that verse referring to Mashiach. Here by the King you find the same word Mashiach, and that the usage of the word they're anointed with the oil. So R' says it's a hint to that the whole concept of mashiach that he will stamp upon smash and pound grind tight 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 very well the evil forces that wa- that, that, that they want to, to stampede and trample upon every everything else the, whose, whose stronghold is specifically in the area of the legs like we saw in that verse from daniel uh, where he's depicting this fourth scary creature Rav Nosin gives us a rule, because you should know the main battle of Mashiach will be in the area of the feet, of the legs. Kamuva, as is brought down in the Zohar, Pikude, Parshat Pikude, page 258a. He says there that that's the main battle of Mashiach in the area, the domain of legs. Kmoshe Katuv, like it says also in the victory of Mashiach when he finally comes. In Zechariah, chapter 14, verse 4, And on that day, his legs will stand on the Mount of Olives, etc. That's the, the, the prophecy there in Zechariah. So all this, Rav Nossin says, that this is the key for the Mashiach, is subduing the legs. Subduing the evil legs will try to trample and stamping upon us. And what we do is we elevate the legs from their stronghold, and then we are able to overcome them with our legs. And this Rav Nossin says and Rabbi Nachman says in this lesson, is all through Simcha. Doing the mitzvah to a Simcha is what extracts and elevates the legs. Of holiness, Netzach Hod Yisod, from the stronghold of the evil forces which try to take Netzach Hod Yisod for themselves. So this is the second stage referred to and hinted to in the Rekikim, which are thin matzot, referring to the idea of subdued evil eggs being crushed. That's the idea of the matzot being thin. That they succeed to pound the evil. That's the idea of it symbolizing, of being it thin, not that, God forbid, these breads are evil, but it's symbolizing what it does, its power, that it crushes and, and, and it's thin. That's why we eat it in that format, the reki the thin matzo, to show that we're subduing with the power of the legs, because that's what you do normally. Here it's by bread, fine, it's done with the hands, the, the roller on the dough, but that it's thin, anything thin connotes being crushed upon, stampeded upon, which is normally with the bottom of the body, which are the legs, the feet. This is the idea of the reki the second group of breads in this Korban Todah, showing what has been rectified, the next stage, which has been rectified thanks to the miracle, which is due to giving thanks, which is an expression of simcha, the gratitude, the joy in gratitude, God willing.